Sight Lap is brought to you by Yamaha. Rev your heart and join the Blue Crew for contingency, technical support videos, trackside support, demos and riding schools, apparel and merchandise. Get on the winning team. Join Yamaha's Blue Crew today. Nihilo Concepts, the leaders in grip technology. Whether it's frame grip, lever grip, grip donuts, which are fully customizable, or even the SOS device, which will keep you from being stranded. Check out all the products Nihilo Concepts makes for your motorcycle. And by Complete Racing Solutions, the leading resource for health and wellness and performance, where results are driven by the science of performance. Visit CompleteRacingSolutions.com for more information on training, nutrition, hydration, recovery, injury prevention, flexibility, and so much more. It's an incredible resource. Get over to CompleteRacingSolutions.com. And by FlowVision. FlowVision goggles combine a lifetime of riding and racing experience to create the perfect goggle. Includes outrigger performance fitment system for optimal function, a removable nose guard for added protection and rider comfort, triple layer rider comfort foam for maximum sweat absorption and fitment, relaxed nose support for increased breathing, boundary ventilation system to aid with sweat reduction and relief, a 45 millimeter wide anti-slip strap with a 3D printed poly logo, Flowvision lenses are three times thicker than the standard goggle lens for clarity of vision, and they come in multicolors. It's CE certified, and get this, they retail for $56. Check out Flowvision goggles today. Hey folks, thanks for tuning in to another edition of SightLap. I'm your host, David Pingree, joined by Grant Langston. How you doing, buddy? Good. Thanks for jumping in here with us. Um, looking ahead to Southwick. You like this place, huh? Uh, I did. Um, I think just coming from... When I went to Europe, I sucked in the sand. I was terrible, but you learn very quickly. If you live in Belgium and Holland, you better learn uh, how to ride sand. Otherwise, you're just never going to cut it. So I went from being terrible to so a weakness to a strength. And um, again, when we talk about guys that could be good, the guys that have sand experience, it's going to make a big difference because Southwick is really the only sand track on the, on the schedule yeah. in the U.S. And it's really nothing like the sand at, at say, Lommel or something. It's, it's yeah. totally different. It's got a harder base. Exactly. But still, the same principles apply. Carrying momentum, finding yeah. better lines, staying on top of things. Well, what people forget is Southwick, it doesn't have a ton of elevation, but it's just enough where the lower part of the track is sandier. But when you get a little bit to the top part of the track, there is a hard base and less sand. And that's why when you go look over the years, you see guys having these moments and these big get-offs when it's purely sand, you kind of blow through it. When it's got that hard base, the bike will hit and deflect. Mm -hmm. And so tire choice can be a little bit tough. I've seen, I've seen some guys running regular tires. I've seen some guys running the full sand scoop. Um, so I think it also depends on if there's rain leading up to it, because then that changes how it you know, develops. Um, so Southwick is kind of unique. On the day, I feel like it's one of those tracks where you make more changes than you would at other places, yeah. whether it's tire selection, and we often see in practice, they'll do a few laps on a full sand scoop and then go back just to like the intermediate, uh, you know, Dunlop. So, uh, and suspension clickers, you know, you always see guys come in the pits. Yeah. So there's a lot of fiddling that goes on. A little firmer with the front, try to, yeah. you know, or drop Soft the forks down. Maybe a little more sag in the rear because yeah. you want to keep keep the front light and the rear has got to absorb. You don't want it bottoming and then pogoing. Yeah. So definitely one of those tracks, it just puts, it puts everyone on edge. And um, uh, a lot of times, even if the bike's not perfect, because those practice sessions are pretty short. Yeah. You don't have a lot of time to really dial it in. So you gotta make most of the practice, and then when the race comes, try just try, predict how the track's gonna evolve, yeah. and then you know make your changes for so, that. So a big advantage, 
at this track is if you are on a team and you are a rider who's been with your team and basically the same bike and chassis as the year before because you've got those notes God. hey remember we went to here and that worked really well let's just get back yeah, to there you'd like that you didn't but, like that but who has that situation eli's not on the same bike anderson's not on the same bike is kenny's bike you know the same did that change enough we'll see um, sure. A lot of these top guys are, are either new to that spot or have new machines under it. Kenny's probably got the most data internally from himself and being with Honda. But the problem with Kenny is himself is the one that's the weak link right yeah, now. We sure. don't know if he can hold it together. <laughs> right. But he's got most data or information going to a race like that. Both of the Lawrence boys, that's a new Honda chassis, so they yeah. won't have info from there. So anyway, lots and, of, and lots knows, of things. The, the, the moto might be detuned as well. Yeah, there's I mean, a lot of things we're considering, talking about how they, we mentioned this in riders meeting, uh, with the motor issues they had in Moto1 at Redbud, maybe they went to a little bit of a detuning or changed something, maybe it's just mapping to protect them a little bit. Well, sometimes they'll even just, just try and restrict the RPM getting too mm -hmm. high. So the mm -hmm. bike goes flat, so now you're shifting early and, and as a rider, I think Jet is really good at adapting, but you know, if, if you throw a bunch of curveballs at guys and now they're trying to change their style or technique or where and when they shift, it's a lot yeah. to take in too. The interesting thing for me about the, whatever problems they had last weekend was that they, neither one of those guys are revers. It's not no. like they're bouncing off the limiter. You'll have some guys doing that and you think, oh yeah, well, no wonder you blew your bike up, bro. But both of those guys tend to sh you know, stay in a gear taller and, and ride it the way it's supposed to be ridden, so a little bit of surprise. Let's look at Southwick this weekend, what these guys are gonna face. Again, they're getting lucky with the weather. Uh, no hot races yet, and it's gonna be 79 degrees. There's a 34% chance of rain. Slight chance of rain the day prior, which, which is fine. things can change in that part of the yes. country too in the next few days, so. That's absolutely maybe correct. rain percentage goes up. And uh, that, that changes Southwick a lot. Um, Sand, wet sand versus muddy sand are very yeah. different things, especially there, because it doesn't, it isn't that typical sand where it's just bottomless and it can absorb exactly. it all. It sits on the base. Yeah. So then you get a little bit of that sloppy mud slick, and then you, that's actually when you almost have to make the decision, am I going to just ride what I call the cushion, you know, the, 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 the loose sand up top, because then you could still go with that kind of sand scoop, just stay on all the higher lines. But if you're trying to cut low and stay out of it, then you have to really make changes yeah. because that's where the base and the mud will be. So you're gonna to have to go to a different tire. Well, and I think you're gonna see a lot of folks on Dunlop's new sand scoop that actually got uh, introduced today to the media. Um, you'll be seeing that very soon. And it's um, incredibly improved in harder conditions. So you're able to still run it and get that, that good scoop action in sand and soft but not be so skatey when you get onto that yeah. hard stuff. So I think you'll see a lot of guys on that in the rear anyway and uh, trying to fight to pick front choices. Um, another thing about Southwick, right hand first turn, and this isn't the only one, there's several nationals that have that, but when you add in the fact that it's sand, now when you step on that brake, because most guys are trying to put their foot out into a right turn, so then you're trying to do your braking, but once you pull your foot off to, to start turning, you lose the ability to slow and if then, somebody stalls in front of you. And that's why I feel like it's one of those turns. You know, you talk about first turn pileups, but you go look at some first turn pileups, everyone's trying to go for the same spot and right before the apex is a pile. At Southwick, the accidents are at the exit of the turn because guys take, like you said, they take the foot off the rear brake, the sand slows you down a little bit too, but then they get on the gas, but guys from the outside are cutting in sharp and guys from the inside are still going more straight. And so you, it's weird, you just have these collisions at the exit of the turn. Yeah. yeah. So, good point, but again, get good starts. You know, we've seen it so often. There's so much depth and everyone's going pretty fast. Is it maybe a jet or someone like that can come through the pack, but 
at a race like that where vision is important, riding your own lines starts going to be critical. Yeah, and lots of changes. You know, they're going to run a lot of foam to keep sand out of the radiators. Roll-offs. Uh, Vaseline inside the goggles, roll-offs potentially. Um, so there's a lot of things you have to adjust for the sand. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, riding this sand. Momentum is your friend. Staying, uh, you know, finding lines that are avoiding bumps, but also allowing you to carry momentum. Because anytime, particularly on the 250s, but even on the 450, anytime you've got a pivot, it's not great in the sand. You got to pick where you do that because there are times and spots where it's good to get out of that line where you're just wearing yourself out and you can, because a lot of times when those lines, they kind of, you get caught into it. But if you can just peel off early or hop over that berm, there's a few feet either side where you got some smoother lines. You know, a lot of times you'll see like say an outside and an inside or outside, inside, middle, but in between there's still some pretty good real estate. And you'll watch guys being creative, trying to just crisscross a little bit. But like you said, momentum is huge and staying light on the bike. Mm. You, you know, guys that come in, they just want to push the front and bury. You see the front dig in and it almost stops. So you kind of have to release your brakes early and get on the throttle early because you want to keep the front light almost coming out of the turn. The minute you stick it in uh, deep, yeah. You know, you know what happens when you stick it in deep. Nothing good can ever come out of it, right? No, but it rubs all your momentum. So light on the bike, I think that's where the, the Lawrence brothers again are good. But, you know, we, we looked at the results. Shimoda was good there last year too. And um, with coming off this win, can he be in the mix again? And then I think someone like RJ Hampshire has had the speed. He's really good. He's a little inconsistent. But again, I think he could do well at this, at this racetrack. Absolutely. Well, we're talking about the 250 class. Last year, Hunter was your winner with a 1-1 moto finish. So consider what happened at Red Bud. Hunter's now got the red plate. Jet's probably pissed off and looking to get those points back. But Hunter's thinking, okay, now's my opportunity to start stacking some points if I can, you know, and you're going to a track that you really like. Hunter lived in Holland, uh, did a lot of training at, at those places. You know all about them. Yeah it'll humiliate you until you figure out how to yes, ride the sand. And he, he talks about that in, uh, in our Whiskey Throttle show. They, were, they literally came in the first day crying, Jet, Jet and him both. I, I was um, in the same boat. So I was just, I still remember pulling in and I go, who in their right mind in Europe goes, I'm gonna go and buy a bike and do this for fun. I'm like, it's pure punishment. <laughs> in the summer, is, it's not muddy, but like in the winter, these guys are out doing motos, just grinding uh, sprock and chains. And, and I'm like, you enjoy this? I'm like, I'm trying to be a world champion. I'm doing this as a career and you guys are doing this as a hobby, but that's what they used to and they're good at it. Well, I'm, I'm anticipating that Lawrence Brothers showdown. Sure. Uh, like I said, last year, Hunter did go 1-1. Uh, Joe Shimoda was second though. Now consider he's coming off a win at Red Bud. That's, that builds your confidence. I don't care how it happened. He's gonna get a lot of attaboys this week. Hell, you and I were both one of them in, in our riders meeting show talking about how impressive and gritty that ride was. Yes. That, that's going to build your confidence. I don't care who you are. You get your first win. Yep. There's just something you're going to peacock a little bit and, and come into this round a little exactly. fired up. And he's going to remember last year, hey, I was runner up, you yeah. know, and I'm riding. And he's going to say, I'm riding better than I was last year. So. And he's one of the guys, that I would say maybe the only guy, I guess Cooper, Justin Cooper would have some good settings, but Joe's really on the same machine. Yeah. So he can go right back to those settings from last year and be comfortable. Justin Cooper was third last year in that class. Um, he might struggle to repeat that though. I think. Well, the way he's been riding. Yeah. So let's see how he does. Um, you know, we talk about guys who need to have good rides. Uh, Levi Kitchen's been doing great, but yeah. you know, he needs to get up into that top three fight with Joe and the Lawrence boys. Uh, so does Cooper, so does Hampshire. Uh, these guys have got to start finding that pace. If not for this championship, 
for seasons to come. You've sure. got to get up there and see it. Kitchen is still you know, a rookie yeah. at the end of the day, but like someone like Hampshire, who you know his ability, you sort of expect it. For Kitchen, I think it's going to come. It's just going to be that day when he's feeling good, he gets that good start, and I think he has the pace to run up front. So. Yeah. Hampshire is really fast in the sand. He always has been. Yep. Uh, it will be interesting just to watch Ryder DeFrancesco had his rookie season, rookie race last year, last weekend rather at Redbud. <laughs> um, and this is a very different race. There's not a lot of sand out here in Bakersfield and yeah. where we're at. So I'd be curious to it'll see. It'll be how a learning goes. experience, yeah, I think. But, absolutely. But he's talented, so it'll be, it'll be fun to see just how well he can do. Let's look at the 450 class real, real quick. Last year, Dylan Ferrandis won this race handily, and um, that was with dealing with his overheating clutch. That's he right. Get off the clutch and, and milk it a little bit. Uh, so he won. Kenny Roxon was second. Barsha was third. Eli went 8-1 for fourth overall. So I'm not sure what, I can't remember what happened in that first moto, but he's good in the sand. We don't have to worry about Eli. Uh, but with Dylan out, now you're looking at Kenny Barsha and Eli sort of being the guys coming in uh, that do well here. And Sexton. How will he do? He's a good sand rider. There's a lot of sand in Michigan where he's from. I don't worry about him being Based well Based on there. what's been happening, I feel like... Um, I think it's going to be Sexton Tomac. I, I think Eli is one good in the sand, but I just really believe that Yamaha 450 really suits a sand track style. It's it's very stable in a straight line. And Southwick, there's not a lot of ruts and pivoting. It's a lot of just flowing yeah. through the turn. So the, the power of the Yamaha, the stability, Eli's uh, skill, technique, strength, it's a wicked combination yeah. where I think... Uh, it's going to take some bad luck for him, I think, to not be the fastest guy and win. I think Sexton can be competitive. Kenny's making me a little bit nervous because he's doing what Kenny's been doing. So I think his speed will be there. Does he fade? You know, that's the question. If he mm -hmm. comes out and all of a sudden rides like he does sometimes, he could win it. Yeah. No doubt about it. He's really good in the sand. And he knows how to conserve energy. But uh, we just don't really know what which Kenny's going to show up. And then Anderson, he's been str uh, fast, but... Some bad starts, a tip over here, some bad luck. Sometimes I feel like he's almost trying a little too hard. Like he knows he can win, but he's riding like his life depends on it. And yeah. I almost feel like just seeing him take a breather, pull it in, focus on your starts because that'll help you stay out of that some of that drama in the beginning. And then he'll start winning more races too. But um, I don't know if he's quite got it that whole package right now to take on the two guys, which I think is Tomac the strongest, as well as Sexton being a close second. Yeah, I. I I echo that exactly. I think you're 100% right. Um, you you watch Eli get stronger and stronger as the race goes on and as the season goes yeah. on, and it's like... He's an animal. He's, he's an, an animal. absolute beast. Bosch is I also... Would, I would I, not want to be in Chase Sexton's shoes. No. Having this little points lead and just seeing him every weekend now chip away at it more and more. It's got to put him into a little bit of a panic. Well, and two, you go look and you're like, okay, Southwick, let's go see how many times Eli's won. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Even when he didn't win last year, he still dominated the second moto. Um, first moto, I'm trying to remember, but I think he just had a bad start, maybe a tip over, but yeah. he was just off. Last couple of years on Cowie, he was just having those days where you were going, yep. where is the other Eli? The one that would just blitz everyone. He had those days where you're like, I was starting to question, is he burned out? Is he is he getting, getting ready to retire? He just needed a bike and team change. He needed, and he's revitalized now. And now, now he, he's riding as arguably as, as good as he ever has, mm. if not better. And he's not getting any younger, so that I think that's really impressive. Yeah, I would say the same. He's uh, he's a beast right now when he turns it on. Um, okay, so let's look at 250 class. Who's your picks then? Top three. Uh, Hannah, Jet, Joe. You think Hunter can do it, huh? I just think that this is one of the few places where I feel like most tracks we go to, I'm like, like you're talking about how Jet can 
we'll tap this and move there. Like I was watching him at Redbud and I was thinking, that's that's just a very unique talent, like a James Stewart or even a little bit like a Hurlings or someone that found, they got the rear wheel to the ground where they could get the power on without hitting holes and bumps. That's so impressive, which is going to help him at Southwick. But I just think this is a place where we, we could argue, but Hannah had GP experience. He wrote a lot in the sand. Jet was younger and just coming through. So I, I just feel like Hunter has a little bit of an edge yeah. on this one. Doesn't mean he's going to win it, but I think if there's a race where he can beat his brother straight up, I think it's going to be this weekend. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to agree with you there. Um, still wouldn't shock me at all to see Jet win, but if he's going to, if Hunter's going to get it done, this is the track, and I think he knows it. Uh, a one-one last year has got to boost your confidence Absolutely. rolling into this weekend. 450 class, I, I got to go. How are you going to pick Eli here? Sexton will probably be second, and uh, if I had to guess. Uh, I'm going to put Barsha in third. I, think I was going to say, he's I think he's, he's building strong, some momentum yeah. from last weekend. He had to feel good about that. He's from New York. They do have a lot of sand and mud back in that area. This is kind of his jam. Yeah. And you, he's a rever. You can get away with that high revving stuff in the sand a little bit, little yeah. bit better. Yeah, it keeps the momentum up a little bit. No, I, I would tend to agree with you. I, th I think Anderson, if he gets some starts and stays out of trouble, he's got the speed, the fitness, and, and the tenacity to be on the box as well. Um, but I'm not seeing How a lot of challenges. How much sand must he get down his pants with his jersey untucked all the time like that? It well, just maybe it goes down and falls back out. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe it's actually at this, this, the hot tip. It's a tip. trick, yeah. yeah. Untuck your jerseys, boys. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this real fast before we go here. If you had to pick a, a U.S. motocross donations team, uh, Rhino and I talked about this the other day, who'd you pick? Because I said, I said Eli and Anderson with maybe a Justin Cooper or whoever's looking good on the 250 at the time, but... I'm kind of eating those words now because I think I, at this point I'd go Eli and Sexton and then find somebody on that 250. Probably a star guy. I, I definitely think uh, Chase um, and Eli would be, in my opinion, no-brainers. But if you look in the 250 class, it's not. there's no real American doing well at the moment. Um, no one's. RJ's been a little bit disappointing, in all honesty. Same with Cooper. And it's some of these youngsters. But you know, when you think of motocross of nations, the thought of putting a youngster... Right. With that amount of pressure, I don't want to say they can't handle it, but when you're trying to pre-plan for that, you're like, okay, who who's not going to lose it? You know, when the pressure's on, and I, I would almost say maybe you talk to one of those 450 guys like, about stepping. What down. about like a Cooper Webb? Who, who who do you think would do it? I just think Cooper is going to be like, nah, I'm I'm focused on this Supercross and on the 450. And I think it'd be hard for AMA to pick him. You know, a guy who's sitting out outdoors having yeah, a good time. True. You know, like, hey, man, you want to do? Okay, cool. You know, there's gonna be people going. Are you serious? So who do you who do you grab then? I would. The thing is, they don't have to make a decision for a little while. I would be waiting as long as I can because I feel like maybe one of these youngsters is gonna break through, and maybe you have to go look. We got to we got to throw them out in the in the deep end at some yeah. point. Uh, at least motocross nations is at Redbud. Right. That's so, a better better feeling. You know. So. Maybe in, a, maybe in a few rounds we're going Styles Robinson. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think that's the hard one, but I definitely think Chase and Eli's a no-brainer. And again, I would even be, I would talk to a Bosch or something like that and say, would you be willing to step down? Yeah. Sometimes the ego gets in the way and it's like, no, I don't want to be the third rider on the team, find someone else. But, and maybe Cooper finds fire. Because I think if he gets back to where he was, he's the guy that's he's probably the guy. best yeah. bit. Well, it's all just conjecture here at this point. Just thought it'd be fun to uh, play around with. We'll see what happens. Uh, as always, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. And uh, be sure to support our sponsors that keep this show coming to you. Uh, Yamaha Complete Racing Solutions, Flow Vision, and the boys at Nihilo Concepts. We appreciate all their support. 
And uh, we will see you guys next week. Uh, have a great weekend.